0: Well, thank you so much for joining us for this week's Tech Law 10 podcast. I'm Jonathan Armstrong over here in the U.K., and my colleague Eric Sinrod is in San Francisco. And you've been looking at some particularly uncharitable seasonal scammers, Eric.
1: Yes, so we're fresh on the heels of a wonderful Thanksgiving, and hopefully everybody expressed their gratitude and enjoyed their loved ones and and even enjoyed their technology at the same time. There's a lot to be thankful there they're thankful for there and of course now we have other holidays coming up now that we're in december and i guess the theme of this talk is holiday cyber scammers naughty not nice uh you know it it is jonathan officially the holiday season it's all around us we can see the lights we can hear the christmas caroling and 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 more and so everything Mm. is festive and merry as we go about buying gifts for our loved ones and friends isn't that correct jonathan
0: that's definitely right.
1: Well, not completely, I'm, I'm sorry to say. You know, On the positive, the Internet makes it so easy and convenient for us to purchase holiday presents. In fact, over the Thanksgiving weekend, I have to confess to you, Jonathan, that I spent not much time on Amazon and was able to buy fantastic and dozens of presents for my family members. So this user-friendliness, as opposed to trudging out and waiting in lines at stores, really results in the purchase of more presents and perhaps greater mirth and merriment around the holidays but and there always seems to be a but uh, as reported just very recently by usa cyber criminals have been lurking in the vicinity of black friday and cyber monday and the overall holiday season so what are they up to in their sinister with sinister motives well they've been busy inundating uh, the internet with emails social postings, social media postings, I should say, uh, and search results that contain links that offer pitches for various scams and worthless products. This is not nice, Jonathan. It's downright naughty. Why is this happening? Well, cyber criminals go where the money is. And these days, unquestionably, plenty of money heads in the direction of online holiday purchases. So in terms of what's going on, there have been emails containing spoofed delivery confirmations and order notices allegedly from brand name companies such as Amazon, eBay, Walmart, Target, Toys R Us, FedEx, UPS, and DHL. And these have been on a significant increase uh, as we move into the holiday season. What's the problem here? Well, if you receive, for example, such a, a spoofed email that has a fraudulent link, if, if a user clicks on the link provided, that person might relinquish control of his or her computer to a cyber criminal, and all mm. kinds of havoc can then be wreaked. Um, in terms of purchasing platforms, smartphones reportedly are the least secure, with 1.3% of sales from them on them being fraudulent. Now, you might say 1.3% of sales, not so much. Well, think of the totality of sales. You know, 1.3% of those sales is a lot. That compares to 0.8% fraudulent sales on desktops <clears throat> excuse me, and 0.5% fraudulent sales on tablets. So interestingly, tablets look like they're the most secure of the bunch. So what's the take-home message? Um, online shoppers need to be careful. Uh, we need to exercise a healthy dose of caution, especially with respect to information we receive soliciting, Holiday shopping. When somebody reaches out and touches you, saying please shop here, click on this link, and even mm-hmm. still, even when you're initiating on your own, you know, be careful to shop only at trusted websites. So, for example, I have confidence that because I went onto my own Amazon account at the Amazon site, you know, I've already started receiving the the uh, gifts I purchased, and I don't think there's going to be any problem there. So with a bit of care and skepticism, we can have a wonderful holiday season replete with legitimate online holiday gift purchases. So before I turn it over to you, Jonathan, I say ho, ho, ho. And what do you have to add with respect to the whole faked website uh, situation?
0: I think that's a very, uh, some very good points there, Eric. I guess I've got three points to make. Firstly, um, obviously you've mentioned Amazon a lot. We should mention that other jungles are available, other rainforests are available. Um, Secondly, I guess, um, I can remember a case, it must have been about 10 years ago now, which for me was quite an eye-opener. It was the first uh, really sophisticated fake site that I'd seen. And what this bunch of scammers had managed to do is look at sites that were really popular and just use some software to replicate the sites, to sort of you know, use the same images, use the same text, shuffle the order around a bit so that it looked uh, similar but not identical, so it was harder to instigate uh, legal proceedings. And it was hugely sophisticated. And what they did, it was almost the early days of AdWords, but they then dropped a lot of money into an AdWord account so that they could almost switch traffic in a two, three, four-hour period from the legitimate site coming through a search engine to the fake site, and that's relatively easy to do these days. In these days of um, of pay-per-click advertising and affiliate marketing and so on, to move site uh, traffic around the internet from the good guys to the bad. So we need to watch out for that. And I think that's obviously still going on. I looked at this weekend for something that I uh, wanted to buy, and uh, it was only when I got to the payment bit at the end I would say I'm quite a savvy tech uh, you know, tech shopper, quite a savvy internet shopper, but I could only detect the sort of scam in the site at the end when the big hint was it asked me not to pay by credit card, but to send a Western Union transfer to Guangzhou in China. Now, um, I think even the least internet savvy of us know that that's a definite warning sign um, because then you've got no recourse to the credit card should the merchant prove uh, to be fraudulent. So there's going to be a lot of these scams about. Obviously, as internet shopping increases and the price of hiring criminal brains decreases, then we're going to see more of these attacks, I think, year on year, Eric, and I think you're um, messages of caution are very well taken.
1: You know, in some ways, Jonathan, we've come a little bit full circle. I mean, I I remember once upon a time, and you're probably too young for this, back at the dawn of the e-commerce age, (laughs) I'm just teasing, uh, about (laughs) 14 years ago or so, you know, people wondered whether uh, folks would actually shop online for Christmas purchases because everyone was paranoid. They would, you know, have their, you know, credit card numbers, you know, stolen by somebody else. And then, you know, the the merchants were able to point out, well, listen, you know, you make telephone purchases and you use your credit card number and you've been relatively safe, so you should do it online too. And I think what's happened over time is people have become more and more used to purchasing online to the point where sometimes they don't even give it a second thought. And and Mm. now we're in a realm where if you're not really paying attention uh, and you get that errant email or you go to that fake website that looks pretty official – you, know, you think you just made a legitimate purchase, and now your financial information has been provided to somebody who's intent on doing evil with it. I think we need to inject back into people the healthy dose of skepticism we had at the beginning of the commercial Internet age. Uh, the, mm. the Internet now is very robust, and online sales are here to stay, but we have to make sure we do it right so we can enjoy our holidays nestled around our tree with our presents being opened and not a problem.
0: Yeah, no, very good uh, Very good advice.
1: Okay, so we're going to sign off. This has been your uh, Weekly Tech Law 10. Uh, I'm Eric Sinrod in San Francisco. My email address is ejsinrod at As you know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all legitimate places, by the way. <laughs> we're the real <laughs> deal, right, Jonathan? And uh, do feel free to send us suggestions for other topics we might cover in the future. And now I'll turn it over to my Liverpool friend who sometimes sounds like one of the Beatles, Jonathan Armstrong, to bring it home.
0: Yes, uh, Hartlepool, not Liverpool, different places, but uh, still very uh, keen to bring it home. Thanks ever so much for listening again, and I guess it's with a yo-ho-ho, off we go. Thanks again. Bye now.
1: (laughs) Ho-ho-ho, thank you.